It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing, amazing show. Introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. This will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. One of my favorite authors is Robert Kiyosaki, and on a number of occasions as I read his material, I run across a really profound idea, and I've shared this before, but I think it's worth sharing again because this is something that can keep coming up over and over again if you're not aligning yourself with people who are uh, in concert with your mission in your life and in your business. And here's the thought that keeps coming back to me. Those who cannot keep small commitments will not help you make your big dreams come true. I'm going to say that again because it is worth repeating. Those who cannot keep small commitments will not help you make your big dreams come true. And this is really interesting, and I can think of several applications where this is true. If someone is habitually late to a meeting, for example, can they be trusted to meet an important deadline for you? If someone gossips to you, are they also gossiping about you? If someone cheats during your golf game, will they not also cheat in their dealings with you at some point as well? Clearly no one's perfect, but if we are looking to build an excellent network or an excellent team, our standards have to be really high. We not only get what we deserve, but we also get what we tolerate. So please carry that thought with you because those who are willing to help you with small commitments and are willing to keep those small commitments with you can be trusted with bigger things. And those are the people that you really, really need to keep because those people are so rare in life and in business. With all this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. My guest this week is Mark Mooney. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Mark Mooney is on a mission to help coaches build stronger businesses. He has a passion for entrepreneurship, having started a number of businesses in his life and growing one of those businesses to 100 employees. After becoming a coach, he saw the struggles that coaches face while trying to build a successful business, and he decided to do something about it. He launched Natural Born Coaches, which is a daily podcast where he interviews successful coaches to share their advice with listeners, and he has created a number of innovative programs to help coaches get more clients and have less stress, including this six-week program called Seize Your Niche. You can learn more about Mark and what he has to offer at his website, www.naturalborncoaches.com. We will discuss all of this and so much more in today's show. With all this in mind, here is my very special guest, Mark Mawinney. Mark, how are you today? Hi, Brian. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, you're welcome. This is going to be a lot of fun. So here's the first thing I always ask everybody. Tell us a little bit about your background, your backstory, how you started, what you learned along the way, how your journey progressed to where you are right now. 
I'm glad that's a question. I thought at first you were going to ask me about my golf game, where you were talking about golf there. So, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> fun fact: I build a real estate company to 100 people, and my golf game's usually around 100. So, um, there's uh, the number 100's a number of the day. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my backstory, uh, Brian, really is as mentioned, is uh, started in real estate uh, back when I was 21 years old, and did that for over a decade. And uh, had a lot of fun, um, had a cell phone attached to my ear. Well, once cell phones came around a few years into it, I had a phone attached to my ear 24-7, kept busy, and uh, but really enjoyed it. And uh, the business that you referred to, I went through a business closure uh, where I built up this uh, company with a couple different locations. Everything was going great for a decade or so where I uh, had no stumbles, no failures, and, and thought, wow, I'm invincible, and then everything collapsed. And um, it's interesting what happened because had that not happened, I wouldn't be talking with you today, and I wouldn't have met so many great people, you know, clients and uh, people around the world uh, but from being a coach. So I really feel that I'm doing what I was meant to do now, and, and the reason I mention that, there's people could be listening to the show today who are going through something in their life that seems like the worst thing possible, um, a, a huge failure and they just feel like everything's over for them. And um, it sounds cliche, but when one door closes, another opens, and that could lead to something much better. And I think my life's an example of that. So that's uh, just a little bit uh, more about where how I got to where I'm at today. Wow, that's really wonderful. So you're saying that the, uh, the adversity that you faced in your business turned out to be your biggest blessing. It did. Now, would I want to go through something like that again? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I think it's made me a better coach. I mean, first, it's sold me on the concept of coaching because I was helped back to my feet by several coaches and a mentor as well. And so I'm a huge fan of coaching because I've seen what it's done in my own life. But I also think that that experience and, and my any struggles I've had have actually made me a better coach because um, I think that any time that you go through experiences like that, that you can share with your clients you can help them avoid some of the mistakes that you've made and that's uh, makes things a lot more interesting than if you just coasted through life you've never taken any chances you've never failed but you've never really succeeded then you're not going to be as good of a coach you just you haven't taken any chances risks you don't have that experience so i do think it's made me a better coach yeah and when you're willing to share some of those things that makes you more authentic and that magnetizes people to you as well right Definitely. Uh, nowadays with social media, there's a lot of people put themselves out there like they're perfect. You know, they climb Mount Everest every morning. They're up at four o'clock. They're always happy. They're always on their A game. Uh, life is always perfect. They've never stumbled. And of course, we know that's not true. I think everybody's gone through uh, struggles and I put them out there. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I've got people love me. I got people that hate me. I got a lot of people in between that don't that don't have an opinion and um you know that's just that's just life uh, the good news is there's over seven billion people in the world and you don't need a lot of those seven billion people to have a successful business you can't work with seven billion people there's not enough hours in the day so i think that uh, it helps when you've got the the critics the enemies from, from past struggles and that i think motivates you and also helps motivate your raving fans uh, that are out there as well and i think that's what i've seen with my my journey Absolutely. So you built a thriving real estate business from scratch and you ended up with a hundred people on your team. How did that, how did that go? I mean, how did you, how did you decide that you needed employees and then how did you effectively grow and manage your team? Yeah, I mean, 
basically when I got started, I was, as mentioned, 21, and I probably looked about 17, 16 or 17. I looked pretty young at the time, and it just it, it happened by uh, working my butt off, you know, back – that was in 2000. A lot of it was old school back then. Um, I sound like an old man. We didn't have Facebook back in the day. You know, I, I walked mm-hmm. uh, to school uphill both ways um, <laughs> every morning. Yeah. Um, but no, I, you know, I just I doubled uh, my business every year, so it became a necessity to get help. You know, it got to a point a couple years into my business where uh, if I'd go to a movie, for example, turn the phone off for a couple hours, then I would come out and I'd have. 50 messages, you know, for people wanting to view houses, uh, had offers and, you know, uh, all this other stuff. And, and I was just getting really run down. It's like, I have to get some help here, which was difficult for me because I'm generally uh, somebody that was a lone wolf that didn't like delegating. I tried to handle everything and be Superman. And uh, yeah. so I added my first assistant. I was probably a year to two in the business, two years, and, and I added my first assistant. And then I started adding agents and building a team to where it got to 15 or so. And then it just really ballooned and it really expanded from there. So I think people have to realize that you don't start with being a solopreneur and then you're at 100 employees in you know a couple months. That just usually doesn't happen. It builds from there You know where you add a couple people, you add a few people and so on. And not that I'm recommending going that route because I can say comparing my business now to back then I like a lot of the things better now where I'm not you know anyone I'm dealing with on my team it's a lot of virtual help I'm not uh, worrying about having a huge amount of square footage and uh, you know office space and being responsible for a hundred people with uh, with mouths to feed the people on my team now it's much more like I'm sure you have where there's people virtually that can help you out and it's much more nimble Uh, and the nice thing about if I want to take a vacation for a week or so my business can come with me it's not tied to chain to a local market as well so it's a lot of things I like about the coaching business. Absolutely. And we've got about three minutes or so to our first break. So I do want to ask you this. I've been in organizations that tried to go really, really fast. And something that Susie Orman says, uh, I really like a lot. She says, people first, then money, then things. What I've noticed in some organizations that try to grow too fast, it's no longer about people first. It's about money first. And you, the range of choices that you make are so incredibly different when you decide to place money over people. Did you find that tension in your business or how were you able to effectively manage all of that? Were were there temptations to change your priorities as you were growing fast? Yeah, I think it just, uh, everybody says they want to keep the same culture when they grow from say 10 or 15 people to 100 people or more. It's very difficult. And like you mentioned, money concerns take precedence because you can't pay the office lease with uh, company culture, <laughs> you know, and, uh, right. and some of these things. So uh, you f- I, f- I felt a little bit like I was, um, you know, driving a, a car uh, down a hill and all of a sudden, um, you know, the brakes went out and, and you're trying to manage the best that you can. It just grows so fast. And the problem I had was, uh, was probably overconfidence because I'd never gone through any challenges or struggles and never failed. So I thought I'll, I come through everything, you know, I can handle it. And, and I really realize it's a humbling experience and, and you learn from it that you don't know everything. If I'd had a coach back then, it probably things would have been much different because that coach would have said, hey, wait a minute, Mark, you're growing too fast and you know you need to do things differently. But you know what? You learn from it. You, you can't cry over spilled milk. You move on. Yeah. Yeah. Any regrets about that part of your journey? 
Um, no, not at all. You know, I, I learn a lot from it and, um, you know, I incorporate that into today. I regret how things ended in a lot of ways because it was a messy closure and, um, I was taken off a couple Christmas card lists, you know, and unfortunately when you go through business closure, it's not planned. Employees got caught in the crossfire and, you know, it's never, there's never clean business closure. You know, usually you have a mom and pop that are planning it for years and they gradually make a smooth transition, you know, when they're in their sixties or ready to retire. In my case, it wasn't like that. And any other business closures I've seen that happen quickly, it's rarely smooth. So people get caught, caught in the crossfire, unfortunately. So it didn't end the way that I would have liked to have ended it, but, um, you know, it happened and yep. we're six years after here. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's right. my experience. Fantastic. We are up against our first break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mark Maloney. We will be right back on the other side. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mark Mawinney. He is the founder of the podcast Natural Born Coaches. And before we continue, let me tell you where you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Facebook. 
which is Success Profiles Radio. You can also find me on iTunes. You can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. Any reviews or any rankings that you can help us with would be greatly appreciated. We're consistently ranking the What's Hot list on iTunes in careers and self-help. And I also do have a book writing coaching program. So if you have ever thought about writing a nonfiction book, please reach out to me. Uh, and uh, I would be more than happy to help you with that. So you can reach out to me in any of those venues, uh, whether it's Twitter or whether it's Facebook, and even through my show page, successprofilesradio.com. So, Mark, let's continue our conversation, and let's talk about how you decided to start your show. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like I grew up saying I want to be a podcaster. I guess podcasts weren't around back then. <laughs> but, right. um, you know, I looked at uh, – I wanted to get another vehicle to get my message out there to reach coaches. They're my target client. I, I work with – I coach coaches. Uh, so I looked at different options, and as you know, nowadays there's so many – different things floating around between different social media networks and blogging videos and so on and podcasting something that was always it was interesting because i'd listened to them since probably 2008 and i really enjoyed the format i learned a lot from podcasts i could listen to them when i was going to the grocery store driving somewhere just doing something around the house so i thought you know what i um think I'd really like to do something with the podcasting route. And I took a look around and there were no shows doing what I was doing. It's a show designed to help coaches build their businesses. So there were plenty of other shows helping entrepreneurs, but not specifically coaches. So that's how I um, I just decided to jump into it. I, I think that's an important lesson. You could do some research, but don't over-research something. I didn't take six months to research it. I just I literally just jumped in, pounded away at it, and got it started. That's a huge lesson for everybody. I think, especially in society now, where there's so much information available, and I, I remember when I was first trying to decide whether to go to graduate school or not, I talked with professors and uh, you know people who were in graduate school, just trying to weigh whether it's something I should do or not. And I had a, a professor in college say, you know, Brian, you can keep looking for information all you want, but eventually you have to decide. And that was the big eye-opener for me. And so I appreciate what you just shared. You know, find out what you need to know and then decide. And then just either do it or not based on what you found out. You'll always find out more information later that may or may not have changed your decision. But don't beat yourself up over it because it's what you know at the time. And just make a decision. I love that so much. So let me ask you, uh, Mark, what role does having this radio show have in your overall business? Well, it's been huge for me, Brian. If I look at my business pre-podcast and then after the podcast, it, you, there's a noticeable bump up because it was just a way to reach my target audience. And what ended up happening, it's a daily show, so they're going to be sick of my voice or hearing me a lot. But um, what happened was I started hearing from coaches who listen to the show every day. And they're like, Mark, I feel like I know you. Yeah, I've been listening. I had um, one person listening who was uh, – a miner in Australia, not a young person. This was an actual miner that went down into the mines. And um, I don't know if he's listening to the podcast while he was uh, doing his work in the mines, but, um, you know, that was really cool. You know, I wouldn't have expected that uh, to hear from those. And, you know, people in countries I've never even heard of start listening to the show, which I'm sure I know you get that here with all the listeners that you have as well. So, 
yeah, just it was a huge bump for my business. People, the thing nowadays with the internet is anyone can become a coach. They can slap up a website. They could take two seconds, say, "Hey, I'm a coach," and and some of them talk a good game, and it looks like they're great, but maybe they're not as good as they're putting out there. With mine, people can look in and they can see, "Hey, this guy has a couple hundred episodes uh, on his podcast as of today, and I've been watching his videos and I've been listening to his stuff. I know he's serious because he, if he wasn't serious, he wouldn't be doing hundreds and hundreds of podcasts to help coaches." So. I think it helps credibility-wise as well. Absolutely. I, I think that's really terrific because it is a platform from which everything else can go. Do you think it would be possible for you to have a coaching business without having had your show first as your platform? Yeah, of course. Uh, it, I did have a coaching business before the the show, but it wasn't as good of a coaching business as it is now. So it was it was growing, but it was growing more slowly than I would have liked. You probably get the sense I'm not a patient guy, so um, I don't like the little uh, slow growth. Um, not that right. I necessarily need the hockey stick growth because uh, that has its challenges, as we've discussed. But um, right. you know, I definitely it wasn't growing as quickly as I would have liked, and uh, so it, what's happened with the podcast as well is my business is is completely virtual with people from away. Now I have a couple clients in my local market. I'm on the east coast of Canada, so I've got two clients I'm working with here. In my home city. They came to me by accident. I don't do any local um, promotion, any local anything to get clients locally. For me, I'm dealing with people away. A lot of people in the United States, um, Dubai lately, in the UAE, I've been getting a lot of clients there, uh, which is funny how that happened. That could be another show, how that came about, uh, the UK yeah. and other places. And that wouldn't have happened without the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask, let's talk about your podcast specifically. You've had a lot of really great guests. Um, what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned from some of the people who've been on your show? Yeah, I had this great uh, guest called Brian Wright. You ever hear of him? <laughs> uh, I think I've heard of him. I wasn't fishing, but <laughs> thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'll put a plug out. Brian has been on the show. If anybody wants to check it out, definitely check out Brian's uh, episode. Um, try to think the greatest lessons. It's so hard to answer that because – I've had so many great guests on the show. Um, one thing that I got from the show, from a lot of the guests on the show, I, I hear the word niche and, or niche. You know, Americans, a lot of Americans say niche. And I've heard it on so many shows that I, and this isn't shameless self-promotion. This is just, you know, how it happened. I started a, a, coach, a group program based on niching because I heard it from so many successful coaches that were coming on the show. So I thought, wow, if everybody's mentioning about niching, then there's probably something to it. Uh, what I've learned, though, from the general theme from the coaches I interview on the show is that um, every coaching business evolves. So each, I don't think I've run into any coaches who have the same business now than they had years ago when they started. And the lesson mm -hmm. that I take from that is just get started. Don't try to have a perfect plan, everything etched in stone. You're going to have it all figured out with your business. It's going to be the same for the next 50 years because it's not. But every one of those guests at least took that jump to get started and then that's how they got to where they're at today. So that would be a lesson for any entrepreneur is, you know, screw perfectionism. Who cares? Just jump in there, make your mistakes, take your lumps. You're better off for it than trying to plan and make this perfect plan. Yeah, absolutely. That, I, I love that. I mean, you just have to decide and jump in for sure. Uh, who do you have coming up on your show in the future? Anybody that we know? 
Um, yeah, I've got Tony Robbins on Monday, uh, Les Brown on Tuesday. No, I'm just kidding. Um, although Tony's, if any of Tony's people are listening, I'd love to have him on the show. Um, coming up um, a couple days after we're recording this, I've got Jay Papazan coming on the show. Uh, Jay wrote, or he's a co-author of the book, The One Thing. And that's a really cool interview because the one thing's been mentioned on probably 15 or 20 of my episodes. It's come up. It's an excellent book if anyone hasn't read it. So Jay wrote that book with Gary Keller, and Jay's coming on the show to share more about that. That's going to be a really fun time. And I've got a couple really uh, big guests. Uh, uh, the top secret right now because I'm in the negotiations, but it looks like they're coming on. And one of them's a uh, someone that's been mentioned on the show probably even more than than the one thing, probably 20, 30 times. And uh, I'm talking with his assistant now. We're trying to set something up. But I've had some awesome guests like Larry Wingett's been on the show. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if you've t- talked with Larry. Um, he's a, he's an interesting guest. Uh, Robert Corey from Australia. He wrote the book Feed a Starving Crowd. He was amazing uh bob burke the go-giver uh yeah. steve chandler who wrote one of my favorite books steve chandler wrote the prosperous coach he's been on the show um yeah. just amazing p i mean i've had so many great guests i've been really fortunate yeah and and to clarify i mean i i've been on his show and so i know this mark tapes his show in advance and then they air later so that's right yeah we already interviewed some of these people and the show just hasn't aired yet so yeah some really great people bob bird is an amazing guest he's been on my show a couple of times and he he's just so authentic i just love talking to him he's great well i told my bob oh i'm sorry i just mentioned bob quickly mentioned something in my show that i've mentioned with clients throughout uh, after that is he mentioned that money is an echo of value so you put enough value out into the marketplace it'll come back and i got that from bob so thought i'd share that that's great that's great so let's talk about clarity because that's really where it all starts you have to be very clear about where you want to go before you can get to where you want to go you have to identify it so how important has uh, clarity been for you and we've got a couple of minutes to our next break yeah, I mean, that's been huge for me. When I first started as a coach, I took a very general approach where I said, I'm going to be a, quote, business coach, and I'm going to work with any entrepreneur out there. So bricks and mortar, uh, and, you know, solopreneurs, uh, any field, I'll work with them. And I wasn't getting the traction that I wanted, and I didn't start getting the traction until I started narrowing down. So for me, I'm a coach for coaches, and that's all I work with. If somebody else comes to me, then I refer them out because it, that doesn't fit that mold of a coach and it's allowed me to focus on the coaching industry anything that i'm reading studying learning i don't have to worry about all the other fields although i I like learning different things but i really focus on coaching so if you choose something with clarity a a very specific niche it's a way you're planting a flag in the ground but you're kind of um, putting all your energy into that it's much easier to get that fire started because you're not scattered all over the place right and i love what you just said about how if something really doesn't fit your plan you source that out to someone else. I think so many people try to be everything to everybody. And like you and I talked about when I was on your show, people will pay for world-class expertise. They are paying you for a specific result. And if you claim to be good at a whole lot of things, chances are you're not really, really good at any one of them. So I think that uh, that's so important. Plant your flag like you just said and and just go from there and do the thing that keeps you in your happy zone, in your your uh area of expertise and farm everything else out because other people are really good at the things that you don't really want to do anyway. Is that fair? Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. 
That's great. We are coming right up against our next break. We're talking with Mark Mulwiney, and he is the coach's coach, and his show is called Natural Born Coaches. Check it out. I've listened to a number of episodes on his show. It's really, really fantastic, and it airs every single day. NaturalbornCoaches.com. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. The Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Walking is one of the easiest ways to stay fit. A long-term study published by the American Heart Association indicates that women who walk two or more hours per week have a much lower risk of stroke than women who don't walk for exercise. Researchers found that walking for two or more hours per week resulted in a 30% lower risk of stroke. Walking at a brisk pace for three miles per hour or faster translates to a 37% lower risk of stroke. Remember that being active is essential to promoting cardiovascular health, and walking is a simple way of achieving physical exercise. So put on those athletic shoes and sunscreen and head outside for an exhilarating and beneficial walk. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mark Mawinney, and he has a show called Natural Born Coaches. So, Mark, let's talk about the importance of having a coaching program in your business. I know you said you started your coaching program before your radio show started, but there are a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs out there that, that don't have a coaching program or maybe would like to learn how to have a coaching program. First of all, let me ask, is it, someone, is it something that anyone can do? Or what, what do you think it takes to be a really great coach? I mean, every, anyone could be a coach. Uh, should everyone be a coach? Probably not. 
Um, you know, like uh, technically I can play basketball, but I'm 5'9". I tell people 5'10", so we'll say 5'10". And uh, so I probably wouldn't make a great uh, NBA player. But, um, you know, it's not, for most people could be a coach because they've got something to share. And uh, regardless of if you've ever taken any training or what your background is, you'd be surprised how much experience and value that you can have. So uh, I'll give you an example. I see all the time teachers um, that I'm speaking with, and I've said to teachers before, wow, you'd make a great coach in blank field. And they're like, oh, no, I couldn't do it. And I say, well, you've got a perfect um, background, you know, you've been uh, with what you've been doing, you know, teachers are just one HR people you see are usually often a good fit for coaching and so on. So when I say not everyone should be a coach, if you're somebody that um, hates people and uh, you don't want to put the work into it, you want to lay on the beach and, you know, uh, work a couple hours a week, then, you know, coaching business probably isn't the right fit. But for most people, they can be a coach and it's a great addition to their business as well. It's it's um, an excellent way to build your business and add another offering for whatever you do. Yeah, I love that. And, and you're right. Just because you can doesn't always mean that you should. It's something that you should be passionate about. Anything that you do in life, you really should be passionate about and then go for yeah. it. Because if you are not passionate about something, it shows. And you're probably not going to be as successful as you could be. People sense the passion or the lack thereof uh, in your business or, or in your life or in anything. So let's talk about your specific program, Seize Your Niche. It helps people establish their coaching business. So what can people learn from this program? Well, part of it's choosing uh, the proper niche, but it's really a lot more than that. So that's only half the battle. Uh, first, we help uh, I help a coach come up with a unique niche to get away from a lot of the competition because part of the problem in the coaching industry now is there are thousands, thousands upon thousands of coaches that – um, sound very similar with what they do. You know, you see a lot of coaches out there that say, I'm going to help you improve your life. I can help you make more money, have better relationships, be more fit and be more spiritual. And I'll wash your car on every Saturday. You know, I'm just kidding about that part, but they, they could do right. anything they say. And um, it, like you mentioned earlier, if they say that they could do everything, then it's, it's not giving a lot of confidence. It's too spread out. You know, if you're saying that you can do everything. So what we do is take the coach and See what they're passionate about, and they may not even know really what that passion is, but we can help point that out to them and um, and identify it, and then choose a really unique niche around that so that you're bypassing all those specks of sand on the beach that you're trying to compete with as a general coach, say a life coach or something very general, and then you can pick something that's much more specific and something that you have maybe only a handful of coaches that you're competing with and something that you're passionate about. So that's part of it's picking the niche, but then it's building your business from the ground round up to help you uh, really work that niche to the best of your abilities because you need clients coming in as well. So you could pick the best niche in the world, but then if you sit on the couch and you don't do anything, you're not going to get the clients for it. So you have to know how to get out there and get the clients for it as well. So that's what it is. It's a six-week course. I cap it at six coaches. I've got the next one starting this week, uh, which we have a full core, uh, program, full uh, fully loaded with actually coaches from Dubai. Everybody's in the U.S. AE uh, for that group, which is neat. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of the, of the program. That's really cool when all of your clients are in the same country because then you're dealing, dealing with basically the same time zone. And so it's, yes. uh, 
it, there's a little more flexibility because you know where everyone is. You're not having to accommodate people in eight different time zones because that makes things really hard, I would imagine. Yeah, and they have similar challenges. You know, the coaching industry in Dubai, they've seen the same things where they're, they're in the same market. And uh, the time zones work for me. You know, I'm kind of in a strange time zone. I'm Atlantic time, an hour after Eastern time. But it works great because our calls go the same time every week at 7 p.m. Uh, Dubai time, which is noon my time. So it's not like I'm getting up at 3 a.m. Uh, to do a group coaching call when my brain's not on fully. Uh, it works out really well. And a great, excellent, amazing group of people. Um, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's really great. So let me ask you this. I, I, I would imagine that when people come to you as clients in your program, uh, some think they can accomplish way more than is realistic, and other people on the other side maybe don't think big enough. Do you encounter a lot of this in your in your coaching practice where people's expectations uh, really aren't lined up with the talents that they have? Yeah, um, I usually find it goes the direction of they're shooting too low. Um, there's usually yeah. a, con a confidence issue. Um, it's it's very rare that I see unbridled confidence nowadays. You know, I had a guest on my show from India who, when he first contacted me, had no who, uh, clue who he was. Bishel Sarkar, he's a public speaking coach, and he yep. said, "I'm going to be the best ghost, uh, guest that you've ever had on your show," <laughs> and just kind of put it out there. And I, and some people may be turned off by that, but I'm I'm like, you know what? I like somebody that's got um, you know that chutzpah to put it out there, and, and you know they know that they're good and they're not afraid to admit it. Um, so I guess he's second best guest where you've been on the show. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, I find most most people approaching me are actually thinking too a little too small, you know. And there's that old Michelangelo quote that the greatest um, risk isn't shooting too high and not hitting it, uh, your goal, but it's shooting too low and hitting it. And um, that's what I think most people are thinking too low. They underestimate how much you can do if you're working really hard on something for 365 days a year. 24 hours a day, you know, you've got a lot of hours in a week that you could put towards your dream. And once it gets rolling, you could do a lot more than you actually can envision that you could do. Yeah, exactly. And this whole idea of not feeling good enough, this topic comes up once in a while on my show. So where do you think this idea of unworthiness comes from? How do we, how do we overcome that? How do we fight through that? Uh, well, I mean, it's probably hardwired into our brains i think probably back in the days of the cavemen but it certainly doesn't help when you've got the media exploiting negative news stories and then um it sort of um spreads like a cancer you know your friends family everyone you see every day has this certain idea of how you should live your life what's uh, possible what's not possible i found that back in my real estate days people said oh geez you're getting into real estate and i had people say you can't make any money from that you know my cousin so-and-so did it he didn't make any money and Suddenly, that means that nobody can make a go of it. And you hear the same thing with coaching as well as, oh, gee, well, you know, my cousin's best friend's neighbor's mother tried it and it didn't work out. So, you know, don't go for it. You don't want to be hurt. So I think a lot of it is the problem we have is society is that um, it'd be nice if everybody shot big and went for their dreams, but 90 nine percent of people are stuck in that trap and you have to get the nine to five job that you don't like that doesn't pay you well enough and then you stay there until you retire and then you die and that's uh that's too bad i mean that's disappointing but you have to kind of build a bubble around yourself become a bubble boy bubble girl don't let any yeah. of that in into affect you because once it seeps in it's like i mentioned it can be a cancer and it can really um, derail you so you, you have to make sure the people around you are positive and not dragging you down 
Yeah, exactly. And I would imagine a lot of those naysayers didn't have a coach. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing not. And the ones that – it's funny. I'll wrap up a call with a client, a new client who's becoming a coach, and they're super pumped up. They're ready to take on the world. The energy's there. And then I get um, a message from them a day or two later, and they're down in the dumps because they talked to Larry in the cubicle next to them, and he told them that it was a dumb idea. They can't make any money. And uh, once I connect with them again, I get them swung around. But I've often wished that I could clone myself follow my clients around and have a baseball bat or something to keep these negative people away from them for, you know, the time between our calls, because it's, it is frustrating when you've got this negative person dragging down someone that's trying to do something with their lives. It's like that old crabs in a bucket story, which I'm sure has been told on this show, um, you know, with crabs trying to get out of a bucket, uh, the other crabs will rip its legs off, will haul it, do anything it can to keep that one crab from getting out of the bucket. And why makes no sense, but it's just nature for the crabs, and I think it's in human nature as well. Yeah, and I think that speaks very clearly to the point that you have to be very, very careful about who you're listening to. If someone tells you you can't, chances are they don't really have an adequate perspective to judge what you're doing. If they tried it and failed, how did they try? Did they have a coach? Did they have the expertise? Did, how hard did they really try? And yeah. uh, it, it's it's crazy how much negativity there is. And I think also the whole idea of if you are trying to better yourself, people will try and drag you back down because it makes them feel inadequate next to you if you do somehow succeed. Totally. And you don't see successful people usually dragging other people down because they're too busy building their own dream. So you right. and I aren't going to spend time after we record this for an hour running down competition because you and I are both busy. We got things going on doing stuff. And um, I think it's people that don't have anything going on in their life. They don't have that dream that they've had the the guts to go after so there's some resentment there and then all of a sudden they look over and they see brian going after his dreams and there's resentment just build up from that right away they're hoping that you don't do it even if they don't they may not admit that so um, i think if they were busy going after their dreams that's the best way to get rid of any bitterness gossipy nature or anything is get busy going after your own dream absolutely we've got about a minute and a half to our final break i can't believe how quickly the show is going Give us, like a minute now actually, uh, give us one quick tip that we can use to get more exposure for our business. Uh, start a podcast. <laughs> but um, I will say in general terms, don't be shy. So when it comes to social media, you can't sit back and, and not blow your own horn because no one else is going to blow it for you. You have to get out there and you have to, I know it doesn't always sound good, but be a shameless self-promoter. You know, get that attention because if not, people aren't going to find you and you're not going to be able to help them. Absolutely. I, I love that. We are coming up against our final break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mark Bowenny. He coaches coaches, and his show is called Natural Born Coaches, and his program that helps people become coaches and identify their area of expertise is called Seize Your Niche, and we will come right back after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking 
looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. With a cutting edge. It's You really only need two tools in life duct tape and WD 40. If it's not stuck and it's supposed to be, duct tape it. If it's stuck and it's not supposed to be, WD 40 it. But do you know how WD 40 originated? In 1953, a struggling chemical company in San Diego, California, were asked by Convair, an aerospace contractor, to create a rust prevention solvent to protect the outer skin of the Atlas missile from corrosion. It took them 40 attempts to come up with the winning formula, and hence, WD-40 was invented. The WD stands for water displacement. It seems that cacorophobia, or the fear of failure, just wasn't their style. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Mark Winnie. His coaching program uh, is called Seize Your Niche. And uh, since, Mark, you are a coach, you understand the importance of having a coach. Uh, all great coaches have their own coaches as well. So talk to us about who you believe some of your greatest mentors are and how you access them. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, my first real experience, I'd say, with the mentor came after that business closure. I was a few weeks after the closure, and uh, we've got a, a local entrepreneur uh, just two hours away from where I live uh, named R- Rivers Corbett. Um, and Rivers contacted me. I didn't know Rivers. He said, let's get out for coffee. And I'm thinking, okay, do I want to drive, you know, three hour round trip to meet a guy that I don't know for coffee? And when I'm going through all this stuff, I wasn't exactly in a social mood where I felt like a, you know, a social butterfly. And, um, something, you know what? Uh, just maybe it was a gut feeling. I just decided to go meet with them, and um, that was an awesome meeting. You know, my energy level completely changed in an hour-long meeting. You know, from talking to him, he shared, and he's been very open. He's he's a coach, and he has a um, restaurant franchise he started that's growing like crazy called Relish Gourmet Burgers, great burgers. And River shared with me that he had gone through a couple business closures, and he had gone through this and that. And I realized, wow, it's not um, just me. You know, it's a feel is when you're going through that you're the only person in the world and uh, we got to be uh, friends like I said a mentor he's we're in a small mastermind together now so we're talking every week there and that's just been a huge influence on me um, I've worked with coaches you know my best times are when I have coaches helping me it's when I don't work with a coach that things can go off the rails so I usually always have one or two coaches for a different part of my life that I'm working with maybe it's something specific if I'm working on 
getting into webinars. I've got a webinar coach and, you know, something in the book writing end that's helping in that because I'm working on my first book and so on. So, yeah, I think uh, coaching's huge. And that's one of the reasons that I'm a huge fan of coaching is it's helped me so much in my own life. Yeah, I love that. That's really great. And I know that uh, my life has has gone better when I've had someone to bounce ideas off of too in, in terms of mentors, whether it's one-on-one coaching, whether it's attending live events, whether it's reading books, I read a lot and I just, I just love all the ideas that I get and, and some of them I'm able to implement. So it's, it's really fantastic. So we talked previously about your program called Caesar Niche, which helps coaches identify the thing that they are really good at and to get clarity and to just take off. But you also have uh, another coaching program called Launch Your Podcast for people who are thinking about starting their own show. So tell us a little bit about that, Mark. Yeah, that came about really by accident. I should mention there is a, a, a rebranding. It's called Natural Born Podcasters. Real original, I guess, going on the Natural Born theme. But yeah, naturalbornpodcasters.com. And where that came about was uh, back late last year, I had a lot of people approaching me uh, and contacting me saying, you know, I've been watching what you're doing with the podcast. How do you heck, how the heck do you start a podcast? And the problem that people that want to start podcasts have, it's not an issue where there's not enough information. I mean, if you Google how to start a podcast, you're going to get 15.5 gazillion results, right? Um, The problem is there's too much information that's out there. So it's like trying to take a sip of water from a fire hose. You're just getting flooded with all this information. So what that uh, coaching program is, it's one-on-one coaching. I work directly with the person. Uh, We meet on Skype so we can share, do a screen sharing. I can walk them through, hold their hand the whole way there. And uh, within that one month, they can go from knowing absolutely nothing about a podcast or what a podcast is till after 30 days, they've got a podcast. Podcast. And I help them with the launch to help them get onto um, iTunes New and Noteworthy, like, um, you know, your shows on all the charts. Mine got on there. It's a huge help. And I also help them uh, as time goes on. I'm always helping my clients. You know, if I know a good guest for their show, I'll line up, help them line up that guest, you know, or if I know they would make a great guest in a show, I'm connecting them as well. So it's not really just a one month relationship, even though technically it's one month program. I've had people that uh, I've worked with, you know, ongoing uh, for a year from it and we and I've helped them out that way. So, yeah, that's uh, that's basically what the program is. Naturalbornpodcasters.com. I love that. That's really great. And how long have you been doing that? Um, launch that. Started working with people December of 2014. Um, really started getting busy in the in the spring. Uh, so now it's a case where I'm, I'm helping a number of people every month launch your shows. And it's a lot of fun. You feel kind of like, you know, um, now any mothers listening will shoot me, but it feels like you're giving birth to something. You know, you see something that starts from just an idea to where it launches and it gets out into the world. So it's almost like you're seeing your baby get out there, and it's a lot of fun watching them get into podcasting. That's awesome. Uh, before the last break, I asked you about your top tip for growing your business, and you said don't be shy. Put yourself out there. I know you are very active on social media, Mark. So uh, is that where most of your business comes from? How do you use social media? What platforms are your favorite? What works best for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think building a business is kind of like having, you know, a strong kitchen table. You need a couple, you know, four legs, um, and at least a couple legs that kind of help one another. So if you're just um, hopping on social media, but you don't have some other things to support that, then it's not going to be a very sturdy table. Um, for me, there's things like the podcast, like we talked about and other stuff, but, uh, but social media 
is really where people connect with me. They listen to the podcast, then they reach out to me on, on face. Facebook's my big one. You know, I've got um, a lot of followers on Twitter, I think 60,000, and I'm active on there, but Facebook's where I get the majority of my business. And um, it's just a great way to connect. You know, people are on it, they, they're comfortable with it, you can get to know more about them. But even if you're um, uh, active on social media, the big th- tip I would give, which has really helped me, is you really have to get face to face with someone. So I'm not getting into long messages trying to convince people to become clients on social media because you're just text or just words. But I'm, I'm getting in front of people with discovery calls. You know, we're meeting up on Skype, and I try to give them as much value as I can, even though they're technically not a client yet. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to give them as much as I can, and then they're going to say, gee, Mark's doing this much for me. He's giving me so much good stuff. I'm not even a client. Imagine what he'll do if, he, if I hire him to help me with my coaching business. And even yeah. if it's not the right fit, if they don't hire me, I've made some great connections that way. And, um, you know, it, I've been better, it's been better for me better for them it's win-win so facebook and i would say with facebook is get active with your personal account you know some people close it down there they only have 100 200 people they're very tight-knit shy my personal account's close to the 5,000 limit because yeah i get right out there i think people want to talk to a person not a logo like your fan yeah. page probably is so i think a personal account's important i love that that is really really great and I've made a lot of really awesome connections on, on Facebook as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a viable tool uh, if, if you're using it correctly for your business. A lot of people, you know, will post pictures of their cat or they'll uh, post a bunch yeah. of political stuff. And I'm really not all about that at all. I mean, or they my parents have a dog. I'll post a picture of a dog <laughs> once in a while or I'll post funny things. But I post serious things too and mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, the way to do it isn't to join a group and start spamming the wall with hire me or buy this, I'm great. You know, you get into the groups that have your target clients and then you give as much value as you possibly can. So you're posting valuable content in there, you're answering posts, commenting, uh, sharing, you're making those connections and then the business will come back to you. But I see it happen all the time. The coach joins the group that I'm in and within a minute of joining the group, it just spam the heck out of the wall. And that's not the way to do it. You know, you have to give the value first and then you'll get the clients coming back naturally from that. Absolutely. We talked a little bit earlier about the idea of sourcing things out and hiring people when we were talking about your real estate business. Uh, I know your business is completely different now, but for those who have a business or they are fairly new in their business, how do you know when it's a good idea to start sourcing out or hiring? Uh, how do you balance that against the revenue that you're come that that you have coming in? Do you consider to be an investment in your business? How does all of that play for you? Well, you have to work out how much you're worth per hour, which a lot of people don't. And uh, get the calculator out and work out exactly how much you are per, per hour. So if you're an entrepreneur and you work it out that you're worth $100 an hour, your time, you shouldn't be doing something that you could hire somebody for minimum wage or close to minimum wage to do that because you could be making $100 rather than spending a few dollars uh, to get help doing it the other way. And nowadays, it's it's so much easier now compared to when I was growing my real estate company because with Fiverr and Odesk and all these uh, virtual resources, you can get anything done for for do- for peanuts. 
you know, I get complimented all the time. People say, oh, I love your logo for Natural Born Coaches. Which company, uh, which firm did you get to do it? And I'm kind of sheepish. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm like, you know what? I got it done on Fiverr um, with – I had a great designer that did it, and that logo cost me five bucks. I may have paid ten bucks to get it delivered in a day or something extra um, with it. So you don't have to go out there and spend all this money. Like with my podcast, with the intro, outro music, my logos, et cetera. If I'd gone the traditional route, I probably would have spent well over a thousand dollars. You know, maybe two thousand yeah. on all this stuff. I would say I spent about a little under a hundred dollars uh, with everything in, in terms of that with the podcast, just by going through Fiverr, finding someone that was good that I trusted, and they handled it for me. That's awesome. I love that. We've got about two and a half minutes or so to the end, and so let me ask you two minutes to the end. Let me ask you the question that I ask everyone, Mark: Who inspires and motivates you? Uh, that's easy. It's my little guy. I've got a son. His name's Gray, and uh, just like the color, and uh, he just turned seven years old, and he's been the motivation for me, you know, through my whole entrepreneurial journey. So um, he's great because knowing that uh, I'm I'm building this, I'm doing it for him as well. I'm never going to be tempted to lounge around on the couch and watch Jerry Springer all day because I know that I've got um, a little guy about the feed. I've got somebody that I want to inspire, somebody that I want to be an example for him so I can keep working hard and, and it drives me. So anytime I'm having a bad day, if my energy level's not there or whatnot, you know what? You look at a picture of your kid, that gives you a kick in the butt uh, to, to motivate you. So for entrepreneurs, the best motivation that you can have is children. Yeah, and you don't want to spend your day on things that cause you to lose brain cells anyway, right? <laughs> no, I mean, full disclosure, I, I watch The Bachelor sometimes. That's my guilty pleasure. If I need an hour a week to um, turn off my brain and watch some grown men crying or you know, grown women, I guess I watch a bit of The Bachelor. Um, yeah. So I'll put, the, I'll put that out there. But I, that's the only TV I watch the rest. It's all the personal development, coaching stuff and videos, and that's the way I like it. Absolutely. I mean, as, as long as you have a designated amount of time for your diversion and that you don't deviate from it, that's yeah. perfectly fine. Mark, thank you so much for being a great guest. We're coming to the end. And uh, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, the best spot, Brian, would be naturalborncoaches.com. That's got links to all my social media. And I love connecting with people. If you're not necessarily just coaches, positive-minded, uh, motivated person, then please reach out. I'd love to connect. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you all for joining us at Success Profiles Radio. We will be here every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern for another great uh, interview where we interview some of the most amazing people in the world and learn how they achieve their success. Until then, you have yourself a great day. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how